Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Openings of all time, no question about it. Money for nothing. The song written uh, by Mark Knopfler, and it had to do with he overheard some uh, workers talking about how uh, the guys in MTV at the time, when MTV actually did music videos, uh, you know, the, the musicians, they had the easy life. So that's sort of the concept of uh, a great, you know, one of the greatest guitarists of all time, Mark Knopfler. Love it. This is Oilers Now. It is presented to you by Digitex by our Leash and X office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owner and operator place to buy office IT and supplies. Bob Stoffer here along with Brendan S. Scott. Brendan, you played the role of Music Maestro today. Why did we open up with Dire Straits' Money for Nothing? 1985, this song hit number one on the charts. But I'll tell you what else happened today, and that is Brian Adams' Reckless dropped. So for the rest of the show, plenty of hits to go off of oh, from that album, too. N- nice work. Nice work. 1985, Rosie's Barn Girl, West Edmonton Mall. That's where I was working at the time. I remember that that, that song was huge. Huge. We're going to have a lot of fun on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, we're going to recap uh, a couple clips yesterday of the great one, Wayne Gretzky, who joined us on the 34th anniversary of the Wayne Gretzky sale to the Los Angeles Kings. To paraphrase, better, all right. CNN, headline, sports. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, we will uh, we'll, we'll get to a little bit of the great one. We'll also hear from Sebastian Cosa. Canada opens up the World Junior Championship today over at Rogers Place. Uh, this is not a uh, uh, chorus slash Sportsnet event, so that's part of the reason why we're in the 630 Jet Studios today, and we'll see how Canada does. They have uh, Latvia. I would suggest that they're probably... Five goal favorites for today's game. Sebastian Kosa from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Detroit Red Wings first round draft choice was on last night with Reed Wilkins on Inside Sports. We're going to get to a couple clips from him. 12.35 today, regular contributor to the show, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. At 105, uh, from the Cult of Hockey and at the Edmonton Journal, David Staples. And in town for the Glenn Anderson Day of Golf for the Cross Cancer Institute, Hockey Hall of Famer Glenn Anderson, who has come back year after year. It's got to be 30-plus years for this event for... um 
a player that had incredible style and panache. So on back-to-back days, we have Oiler Hall of Famers on the show. Wayne Gretzky yesterday, Glenn Anderson today. You know, it's funny when you think of uh, uh, Glenn Anderson. There were for for a lot of Oilers fans. He was of that era. He his sort of devil may care attitude. Um, the guy was absolute money come crunch time. Uh, you know, the Oilers all-time leader in game-winning goals and. He, with the style and panache, and frankly the edge that uh, he played with, he, you know, he could be a little dirty sometimes. Um, which, frankly, if you're going to be Glenn Anderson and a 50 goal scorer, you got to protect yourself a bit. And back in those days, that meant that uh, you know the stick was a great equalizer, and he knew how to use it. Um, nobody drove the net like Glenn Anderson. And our, you know, the other thing that I admired about him is he was smart and he knew how to read the game. A uh, little-known fact, and just something to file away. Uh, you know, a lot of us identify Glenn Anderson on the line with Mark Messi, and then later towards the Oilers' last two Stanley Cup runs on a line with Mark Messi and Craig Simpson. But there were times, uh, especially when Messier got hurt in the fall of uh, '85, he busted his ankle, and Glenn Sather loaded up Wayne Gretzky, Glenn Anderson, and Yerry Curry. That was the most prolific Oilers offensive line of that time. So now we're going to transition to the here and now. Everybody, of course, is under the assumption that uh, the Oilers are going to have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettel center the top two lines. Dreisettel got moved to the wing due to injury uh, during the course of this year's playoffs and then proceeded to pick up 17 points in five games against the Calgary Flames. The highest point-per-game average in a playoff series in NHL history, 3.4 points per game. It was incredible what he accomplished. Just for you-know-whats and giggles, if the Oilers loaded up the top line, and let's just say went Evander Kane, Connor McDavid, and Leon Dreisaitl all year, how many goals would the trio score? So if... And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Head to AshleyFineFloors.com for more information. So, if Edmonton loaded up Connor McDavid with Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane, how many goals would they, if they went with that line? Like last year, the Flames played Goodrow, Kachuk, and Lindholm 87% of the time, 5-on-5. People said it was the best line in the NHL. Well, come playoff time, uh, that best line got overshadowed in the Battle of Alberta series. McDavid and Drysettle outscored the opposition 13-4 to in the playoff series against Calgary 5v5 when they were on the ice. So, I want to know. And, uh, and obviously, you know, the three guys in Calgary last year all broke the 40-goal plateau. The Flames' power play was not and has not been Edmonton's power play, where McDavid and Drysaddle have been part of power plays that have gone. Last year, they were third. The two years before that, they were first and first in the National Hockey League. So we can have some fun with that. You tell me, text us on the Ashley Fine Forest text line, 780-496-0063. It's, I, I get it. You want balance on the team. Uh, I mean, you could have Nugent, Hopkins, Hyman, and Pugliarvi as a line, and that would allow you to play safe, for the sake of argument, Fogel with Ryan McLeod and Connor Yamamoto. Uh, but you tell me, if they loaded up the top line, how many goals? Brendan, now I'm going to ask you. McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Kane, they play the entire season together. Um, doesn't mean that Kane's going to play on the first power play unit, because you might want a right shot as a net front, though Kane, too, can be a net front presence. But if you played those three together all year, and then remember, the three Calgary guys all got 40 last year. I mean, I think 
it's fair to say you'd have to think that all three guys would break the 40 goal plateau would they not yeah i would agree with that i'd say leon gets probably 50 55 in that scenario and then i'd have the other two at 40 for sure yeah i mean which which just shows you how, how remarkable it was that what the calgary flame guys did last year like three 40 plus goal scores in one line amazing accomplishment all right so uh john shannon at 1235 dave staples at 105 glenn anderson at 135 a reminder you can reach us in the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 7804960063 get ready to rock at the River Cree Nazareth tomorrow night Tom Cochran on uh, Lunatic Fringe by far my favorite Tom Cochran song uh, Tom Cochran coming up November 5th get your tickets at uh, rivercreeresort.com our top story for legacy heating and cooling whether it's heating or cooling you need to get it with no payments no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling and we already brought it up. Team Canada opens up today in the World Junior Championship. All right, into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Yesterday was the 34th anniversary of the Wayne Gretzky sale, to paraphrase Glenn Sather, to the Los Angeles Kings. Gretzky commented on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now on how the deal uh, from Edmonton to Los Angeles transformed the National Hockey League. We've talked so much about it over 34 years. Um, and, you know, it was great for everyone. Um, you know, the Oilers went on to win a Stanley Cup, and um, I really enjoyed my time in L.A., and uh, I love being part of the NHL. <clears throat> and, you know, um, it probably all started with a, a tap on the shoulder from my dad uh, after we won the cup in 88 that he told me I was going to get traded and I thought he was uh, a little bit off his rocker and you know in those days we had uh, telephones in our houses and I got a phone call at 6.30 in the morning from Nelson Scalbania he asked me how I would think about playing in Vancouver and so it just, it was, the whole thing was a little bit crazy at the beginning, and then it sort of all unfolded. And unfortunately for everyone, uh, business is part of hockey. And, you know, I missed uh, so many great years of playing in Edmonton with so many wonderful friends and great people. But uh, at the end of the day, I loved where I went to, and, you know, it was very enjoyable. That is the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, you know, obviously the Sunbelt markets, uh took off proliferation of them carrying forward some of which haven't been that great cost the league a lot of money cost the partners in the league a lot of money and a revenue sharing national hockey league edmonton's at a completely different place now than it was back then of course peter pocklington had run into some significant uh, financial issues at one time he was a very popular guy he actually made it, I think, into the second vote for the leader of the Conservatives in the, oh, what year was that? I'm thinking 82, 83, and around that time. Um, but he got involved in the Gainers dispute, and it was ugly. And it was a time in which the provincial coffers were not as bullish as the days of Peter Lougheed, that's to uh, say the least. Uh, you know, and we ended up in a scenario where Don Getty ended up taking over and things got a lot tougher financially in the province. Um, long story short, Pocklington ran into real financial difficulty, and we all know the story. He ended up selling off not just Wayne Gretzky, but Mark Messier as well. The orders eventually 
Cal Nichols, who will be I, undoubtedly, wouldn't surprise me, a part of uh, Glenn Anderson's uh, Cross Cancer Institute golf tournament tomorrow. Uh, Cal Nichols put together the Edmonton Investors Group, which was uh, 38 community-minded uh, individuals, most of whom were northern Albertans. There was a couple from outside of uh, Edmonton. I know there was a Lloydminster, I believe the Lloydminster 5, back in the day as well. But uh, even during those times, without a salary cap, the owners were in significant financial challenges. I mean, they were playing with a 25 or $30 million salary cap when teams were at, you know, 60, 70 million, like Detroit, Dallas, uh, Colorado. Those were the big three in the Western Conference. We got to the lockout, which I've often said was the battle for Alberta. For three years, there was a Canadian assistance program where the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames, and the Ottawa Senators all got $3 million a year from their partners in the league. And make no mistake about it, some of the hawks on the ownership groups, not naming any names, but, you know, you can figure out who they were. They weren't too happy that they had to cough up for the Canadian teams. We got to the lockout, and then lo and behold, we came out of the lockout, and what did we find out? Well, hockey matters in Canada, not as much in the U.S. Uh, Daryl Cates ended up purchasing the team in 2008. Edmonton, with the exception of... Uh, and I don't know what the case over the last two years because of the pandemic, but I can tell you that from basically 0506 until the 1819 season there was only the one year maybe the last year at Rexall place uh, where the Canadian dollar dipped to about 62 cents that year where the orders were not in line to be a revenue contributing team so it's a completely different time of course Edmonton has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl they got a brand new building and Wayne Gretzky as we go back in the orders now audio vault for direct work where says Edmonton's a far more stable organization and desirable team these days you know what? Uh, they're in a great place right now. Obviously, uh, they got a wonderful young team and two of the best players in hockey. And with the leadership of guys like Darnell, um, I really like their hockey club. And obviously, you know, you and I have talked about this before. I'm very biased. Uh, I think my brother's done a wonderful job with all the young kids in Bakersfield. They have a tremendous farm system now. Kenny Holland's done a nice job. It's just uh, it's a fun group to, to watch. Connor and I did a commercial a couple months ago in L.A., and he's so excited about his team, and he's looking forward to this year. They had a great run, and hopefully, you know, they have such wonderful fans in Edmonton, as I said so many times. It'll be great to see um, that team get to a Stanley Cup final and eventually win. That is the great one, Wayne Gretzky, on yesterday's show. All right, the World Juniors starts tonight, Canada against Latvia. Uh, Canada will be a favorite to be certainly in the Final Four for the tournament. Sebastian Kosa, the Edmonton Oil Kings goaltender, um, says that it's a weird timing this year for the World Junior Tournament. It's definitely strange, uh, you know, playing playing competitive hockey at this time of the year, but um, obviously I think still still just kind of coming back here and, and writing, uh, writing what was wrong at, at Christmas there, kind of... Um, I was just kind of getting a second chance to to bring back uh, to bring back gold the uh, gold medal here. So um, obviously a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that wish we could have done different in, in Christmas, and you know wish we could have finished out that tournament there. But you know luckily we got the got a second chance now to, to you know kind of 
complete what we uh, couldn't finish there. So um, obviously, yeah, the team's very, uh, very focused right now, and, and uh, the past couple of weeks of training have been very good. So I'm looking start to looking forward to getting the tournament start tomorrow. And uh, Kosa did say, and there's been, you know, unfortunately, the World Juniors got postponed after a couple games uh, in December. Uh, we we're close, relatively speaking, uh, I guess, what are we, six weeks away from NHL training camp, five weeks away from rookie camp, and not at all the same team that was together from December. Uh, about eight guys who are, who are new to this team, and, and about four of them uh, on Christmas were, were my teammates then. So um, obviously uh, some new new faces, but obviously uh, just kind of getting uh, getting the new relationships with the new players here, and, and um, you know, the team's been bonding pretty good here. So, um, you know, I think, yeah, we're just, like I said earlier, just kind of kind of getting ready for the tournament here. All right, uh, there you go. That is uh, Sebastian Kosa. Again, he appeared last night, as we mentioned earlier, on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. It's 12.22 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott's going to bring you NHL today. I'm going to bang off some texts when we return on Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Was it 84 85 that Reckless dropped on this date? 84. 84. There you go. Nicely done. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1224 in Edmonton. Uh, Bob, uh, the Lloydminster Five had the majority of uh, money invested in the Edmonton Oilers. No, that is not correct, says uh, a, a texter sent me that. Uh, Terry. Uh, sorry, Terry. Bruce Savile, Jim Hole were the two largest shareholders of uh, the Edmonton Investor Group from back in the day. Um, there was one family connected actually to this building, um, uh, the, the Allards through the uh, Kathy Ruse and Carol and Kathy, uh, Harold and Kathy Rusen, uh, that originally uh, were going to be the largest shareholder, but then Calnicles diversified. And that changed the complexion. Those guys did quite well. They got three times their original investment. Uh, but if Cal Nichols, for me, was sort of the driver behind everything of putting the collaborative effort to get... Uh, and he, he resuscitated the Oilers twice. Once with the SOS campaign uh, to get uh, season seats sold for the Edmonton Oilers. And then and that was, I think, like 96, 97. And then uh, later the, the purchase of the team of the Edmonton Investors Group. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Gas B has texted us, and he has said, Bob, uh, you referenced uh, the documentary on Netflix, Trainwreck, Trainwreck. I watched it last night. Great documentary. Can't believe that all went down. Pretty intense. Corn is awesome, says Gas B. Well, again, if you uh, want to watch, uh, there's some, Brendan, there's a new one out right now. I forget the name of it, but I watched uh, two episodes of it. The first one was on uh, the race for space, 
And the second one, it was on uh, the growth of China. And so it's current events, and it's uh, it's really, I, I did not know this, 85% of the knockoff products on the world right now are, uh, they're, they come from China. I, I did not know that. So for any of the parents out there that have a daughter that has a knockoff Louis Vuitton, I don't know anybody that has one of those, but uh, I guess 80, I did not. And there was a story actually just read in the, the news update about uh, the Americans changing a law that's going to make it more difficult for Chinese products to, to get in the U.S. and uh, allowing for a more competitive marketplace for American-based companies. But that's for the news. Uh, let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Max Pacioretty sidelined for the next six months after having surgery for a torn Achilles tendon. 33-year-old, now a member of the Hurricanes following an injury-plagued season in Vegas. Winnipeg agreed to a two-year extension with forward David Gustafson. Carries an average annual value of $775,000. Uh, Oil Kings goaltender Sebastian Kosa, as we mentioned, does get the start tonight. Team Canada opening the preliminary round tonight at Rogers Place against Latvia. Finland uh, knocking off the Latvians 6-1 yesterday. Right now, uh, Sweden and Switzerland are scoreless midway through the first period. And then later on tonight, Germany and Austria square off in the nightcap. The Oil Kings trading 20-year-old forward Jalen Leipen in condition draft picks to try City for third year forward Rhett Melnick and six foot three defenseman Bryson Andreg. Uh, Melnick, a veteran of Fort Saskatchewan's minor hockey system, he has 27 points in 86 career Western Hockey League games. And uh, former Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman Borye Salming has been diagnosed with uh, ALS. That's known as Lou Gehrig's disease as well. Uh, Salming played six, 16 seasons with the Leafs. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1996. Uh, Boreas Salming's part of the reason why I, I hated the Philadelphia Flyers in the 1970s, because they basically tried to assault him on the ice. Uh, Harold Ballard, who was a old curmudgeon, uh, would often make what today would be deemed as, oh, heck, in the 1970s, it was deemed as incredibly politically insensitive comments. Uh, referenced Inga Hammerstrong one time as uh, talking about him as a guy who would go into the corner with a carton of eggs and would come back out of the corner and the eggs uh, still wouldn't have been broken. But Boreas Salming was one of the top three or four defensemen in the National Hockey League and Philadelphia suckered him and basically assaulted him on the ice during the days of the Broad Street Bullies, which was why one of the greatest moments for me was when Dave Dunn at the University of Saskatchewan absolutely pounded the hound Bob Kelly. 